We're on a mission from God. And now, something completely different. morning and a happy Saturday to everyone. I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in picturesque South St. Louis. And I'm Pastor Jolly John Lekumski from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in New Athens, Illinois and beloved Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois. And you're listening to Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. Basics. Okay, so now, so I know we got these kids, we got these kids working for us, but just so they don't get cocky, you know, because you know that's what's going to happen. They're going to get cocky. They're going to want us to increase their pay. So we can do our own jokes, kids. We can, because let me start with one. Let me start with. You ready for this? I, we don't I, want the kids getting a big head. No, now, all this well, fame, right? Now I, we well, know the radio. Then they names want, announced. They want extended contracts and stuff like that. So it's, here's a joke I made up. Are you ready for my joke? Oh, I'm ready. Lay it on us, John. Okay, uh, have you ever heard of a corn maze? Yeah, I've heard of a corn maze, sure. Yes. Doesn't it seem a little redundant to you? Corn maze? Oh, get it? Yeah, get it? yeah. You have corn to think maze. about it. You have a, to think about it a little that, bit. That's a thinker. <laughs> <laughs> See? Corn. Yes, corn and maze. And is maze. That's another word for corn. For corn, yeah. yeah very good. All right, so maybe yeah, maybe not, that's, kids. That's All right, maybe your, job. jobs, All right kids, maybe your jobs are safe, kids. Bail us out here. That was pretty rough. <laughs> All right. Do you, do you have any? Do we have more well, here? Well, talk about a thinker. Here's, <laughs> oh, here's another Pastor thinker. John had to explain this one to me. Uh, yeah, there's another one. you got to use your brains. So Colby it's writes. It's early in the morning. And uh, he says, there were 32 cows and 28 chickens. How many didn't? 32 cows and 28, 28 chickens. chickens. How many didn't? Well, the answer, 12, because 28 chickens. <laughs> That's right. See? So, so you know, what's yeah. tough about that joke, not only do you have to figure out what's going on. There's the math involved. involved. There's math. That's, That's my problem. Really hard. Think, well, let's see. 20. Uh, is that right? Did he do that right? Is 20 from 32, 12? Let's see. It is. Yes, it is. Yeah, All right. So thank you. Thank Colby's you very much, Colby. Good deal. Good math student. All right. I got one from the kids. Knock, knock joke. You ready? Oh, yeah. We love the knock, knock joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? Who? Who, who? Would you stop acting like an owl? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there you go. And finally, right. as we wrap it up, uh, thank you, kids, again. Thank you for your contribution, for your jokes. And this is our last one now. Yes, this is from uh, Zach. Yeah, that was Annabelle, by the way, the hoo-hoo, the owl joke. Very good. So Zach writes, what do you do to make a bull stop charging? I don't know, Matt. What do you do to make a bull stop charging? You, quit take, ways- you take away his credit card. Ah, <laughs> here, quick, quick, hit something. Do something. Get a fanfare. <laughs> Very good. Thank the you. grand finale. <laughs> I was looking for a holy cow sound bite, and I know. It's not on here. We lost What's our holy cow. We yeah. lost our make a point. I don't we know. Do have the, we do have a ringing phone, though. There we so, go. <laughs> just in case someone calls in. <laughs> don't, it's just some politician. Oh, no, we're done with that. Oh, we're good. Campaign season is over. Didn't that drive you crazy? Every day the phone would ring, and it was just somebody wanted me to vote for him. I know. Mail was filled with all kinds of... I'm glad that's over with. But me now... Me, too. Now, quick... Quick, there's... All right, now, there's no time for foolishness. Apparently there was. 
that time has come and gone. Creation, creation. Yes. Uh, um, we left everybody hanging. We were doing the story of creation from Genesis chapter yes. one. Uh, I'll give Matt a second. I got a text message in preparation for today's show from yeah, Pastor yeah. Jolly John saying, "I'm gonna. I, I plan to finish creation." <laughs> I, I thought that was a little, you know, presumptuous that you're gonna finish up creation, but. I think I know what you mean. Yeah, from from the discussing of it in Genesis <laughs> chapter 1. Yes. Uh, I, I think the, the, the cool thing that we had uh, last uh, time was something that you brought up, the fact that it begins with God making light. And as you pointed out, yeah, when we get to heaven, he is the light, isn't he? Jesus is the light. We won't need any sun or moon or stars because he will provide the light. And I kind of think that's the point there in Genesis 1. From the very beginning, God was giving us Jesus, and he was going to be the light of the world and he was at the beginning. He'll be the light in eternity. So uh, a nice thought. Uh, the other key thing I think we emphasize is that when God talks about it being good, it's because it's good for us. That was the new insight that I got from Martin Luther, uh, that this is not some abstract concept of goodness, but it's it's good because it's going to be good for the male and the female and the Adam and the Eve that he's going to create. And we ended up with chapter 4, and we talked about, uh, see, because that's the crazy thing. We got light at the beginning, but we don't get a sun and a moon until the fourth day. Exactly, yeah, those things that cover the day and night, yeah. Uh, and, and we talked about, again, that's because we don't have to have a sun and a moon for light, but the sun and the moon is there. For our good, right? It gives us years. It gives us days. Uh, we can organize our lives around it. But the two things we left people hanging with was, number one, signs. The Bible says in the fourth day he gave us stars to be signs. Yes. Uh, and then the second thing was the fact that the days are not the way we think of them, that they're an evening and a morning. Yeah. The first and the second day. So let's start with the sign business. You were, You remember what you were speculating about? You were talking about... Well, the signs I mean, that's the, been a long time. It's I hope been a whole week. Boy, yeah. Well, even more than that yeah, in, in radio we, time, yeah, right? We, we record like a dozen of these at one shot. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for hours We're and hours. We're here for hours on it. So if we seem a little punch drunk, it's because we've been doing this We're, since, what, We're an four hour, in the morning? I know. We're an hour nine or ten at this yeah, point. Yeah. Just... <laughs> uh, anyway, all right, I'm sorry. All right, all right. So, okay, so, so let them be signs and for you and for the seasons of the days and years. Right. Yeah, so we've got these signs in the heavens, uh, the days and years. I think it's kind of interesting that already there's this this concept of time. Yep. And I think, especially if you're going to try to explain away the, the six-day creation and six 24-hour days, you also have to kind of try to explain away these verses, these yep. signs and days and years. It seems pretty clear that what's in place already is going to be consistently what determines the signs of days and years and months and what have you moving ahead. So it seems to already be in place what we're going to use to tell time and mark the days moving forward. And it's it's crazy that you know you can you can get a computer program and it can tell you exactly where every planet, every star, that they know what's going to be tonight. They know what's going to be amazing. a thousand years yeah. from now. Um, Just yeah, the order that God has and this God of order, even here at creation, He's not a God of chaos that does things willy nilly. No, a God of order. He has a plan here. And, and so the idea of the planets and the stars is not necessarily to provide light, although it does say that they will be. It, it, they will be, but it's more to give you this organization and this time framework in the years yeah. 
different seasons. But, of course, the thing that I thought of when it came to stars and signs is what we're going to be celebrating in just a month. Again, as we organize our lives and we do this every year on the same day, isn't that remarkable? Uh, celebrate Christmas. And of course, the uh, star that led the uh, wise men, the magi, to come to the uh, uh, manger. Well, not the manger. I'm sorry. They end up coming to the house. The house don't they're they? yeah. But in Bethlehem still yeah. And, yeah. and how God uses the creation in order to even do that. And so I thought that was cool. Even when he was making it, he's like, yeah, I need to throw some stars up there because one day one of those stars is going to be a really, yeah. really powerful yeah. sign. So. And I, I think, too, when I hear this, it, it speaks to uh, just how we as sinners mess up God's good gifts. No. So so these signs, these stars, these plants, they're good gifts, right? Yeah. You know, he's going to even use them to bring people to Jesus like the Magi. But then we use them for tone the future and for horoscopes and for all sorts of wacky stuff. And again, this is a gift from God. And instead of looking to the giver of the gift for guidance and direction in our lives, we look to the creation instead of the creator. And and now you've you've touched on a subject that is near and dear to my heart. Daylight saving time. <laughs> Boy, talk about us messing it up. God had this wonderful plan and now every year we got to mess it up an hour forward an hour backward and what's the deal with that <sighs> yeah yeah so anyway at least we got an extra hour of sleep in the fall but, but i think it because i'd never thought of the theological argument against i just argued it because i don't like it messing up my schedule i gotta reset my clocks but theologically we should just leave time alone don't you think <laughs> let <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let well enough alone. That's Is that what you're right. saying? Yeah. If God Don't, wanted us to have daylight saving time, created daylight he would have made the earth spin backwards. <laughs> But here's the other thing that I wanted to talk about that I think is really cool. So how are the days designated here? That's what's surprising, right? The first day, the second day, the third day, that's always a... Evening, then morning. And see, what I love about that, Matt, is that's not how we think about days, do we? we no. We start our days in the morning. That's how our day begins. Uh, uh, and I'm thinking, people, we, we could learn something from the Jews in this particular instance, because the Jews don't start their days in the morning. They start their day at sunset. In the evening. Yeah, so... So, so Sabbath doesn't begin Saturday morning. It actually begins Friday night, whenever the sun goes down. And and I think that's a much neater way to organize your life, because then your life starts with rest, right? That's true. Yeah. yeah. It starts with a time that you have to kind of unwind and do whatever you do to kind of relax and enjoy yourself and then get a nice sleep in. Only then do you get up and start doing the work you need to do. Whereas in our mindset oh it always starts with getting out of bed and we got to go to work and who wants to do that couldn't we sleep in and i'm thinking you don't understand god's intent is to give you rest to give you time of relaxation and then of course there are things he needs you to do but that's just how god is he gives the gifts first and then from those things we uh respond that's a neat uh, thought with, with our vocations and then so, as we uh, get to the end of this we see that that sabbath day that whole day oh, set aside yeah. for rest and just to echo what you said what a loving god who wants us to rest and sometimes we even take that gift and misuse it and end up not resting at all but what a loving god because it's all about our works it's all about our works yeah. and if you could just listen to what god says from the first chapter it's not about your works i'm not saying there aren't things you need to do but it's not about your works it's about god who every day gives you rest and then for the whole week he gives you a whole day to rest see so the emphasis is really on rest and rest and that rest in him in him yeah. exactly 
All right, let's pick it up then. I think that's a good, good. enough review. We were at chapter four, so we're ready now to go with chapter five. I don't know where that verse is. Do so, you? yeah, day five, I think we're on uh, uh, verse 20. That's it, verse yeah, 20. Chapter one, verse 20. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And God said, let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures. Let the birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the heavens. So God created the great sea creatures and every living creature that moves with which the waters swarm according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful, and multiply and fill the waters and seas and let the birds multiply and, uh, and fill the earth. And there was evening and there was morning the fifth day. Now there's that evening and there was yep, the morning. There it is. Um, so, so actually, to just kind of pick up on what you talked about last week, too, because I like this concept you had of God filling stuff up, right? So we got air and now it's filled up yeah. with birds and water and it's filled up with the, the creatures. Um, here's the keen thought that Luther came up with. Not only are we having creatures now, but we have a new way of, uh, of uh, life coming about. Uh, because how will these new creatures, how will they bring about new life? Yeah, this uh, procreation. Yeah. So they're going to do it themselves, yeah. right? Yeah. And, 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 and the thing that Luther points out, it will be a live birth, right? Yeah. So what will come from them, they are living and they will bring forth that which is living. And he points out, see, that was different than when we had the plants. And I thought, well, I never thought about that before because in the plants, uh, there's going to be a seed, right? That's mm -hmm. what it says. Each fruit will have yes. a seed and from that seed. But you see, in order for a plant then to give life, there has to be death, right? Mm -hmm. The farmers understand this. Uh, uh, hopefully, I think the farmers are hoping they're done. If they're not, they're they're really crunching to get their crop in but one of the reasons why they have to wait is because they have to wait for that wheat to die or the maize are the maize <laughs> that's right <laughs> you are so smart sometimes <laughs> right. so they got to wait for it to dry up they got to literally wait for it to die sure, yeah, before yeah. they can go and, and combine it and harvest it uh but now this way is going to be different now we're going to have live birth not birth that will require death first and of course, as Christians, right away we begin to think about Jesus, thinking, "Oh yeah, yeah, unless the weed, the the seed falls into the ground, it remains alone. Only then will it come forth a thousandfold." And uh, you can kind of see that salvation thing already here in creation. God knowing that we were going to change the ch the plan was for life. We'd be alive. We'd give life. That would be it. Uh, in fact, Luther speculates that we would have lived here on earth for a while until we'd done what we needed to do, and then God would have just taken us living into heaven. But now, of course, that's changed. Uh, if we would go on, we would see death coming into the world from dust you come to dust you return. And yet I think already God say, but I've I've got a plan even in death. See, I can still bring life just like I did with the plants. I can still do that. Well, anyway, well, that's and some, I, yeah, some and, 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 and it's a it's a blessing from God that that bringing of life from life. Uh I think this is the first blessing in the Bible. It is. Uh verse 22, he blesses them and says be fruitful, multiply. Yeah, this procreation, this bringing forth of life from life. It's a blessing from God. We wouldn't be able to do it apart from him. No. Nope, and nope. you think of that miracle. I mean, if you've been there for a, a birth, a oh, live birth been. of an animal yeah. or, or even the hatching of a chick, and you're talking about the, the, the birds of the air I here. was in there for my babies. Incredible. Yeah. Were oh, you in for your baby? I was. I cut the cord for oh, both of them. Oh, I didn't get to do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, it, it's the, how could this be, how could this be apart from the work of God? Yeah. I mean, it's just incredible. And, and God blesses that. 
So any other questions or comments about this? So we got birds, we got fish. Yeah, looks we got, good. We got that, which is bearing live birth, being fruitful and multiplying. Well, all right. How about the next one? All right. Uh, verse 24. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, livestock and creeping things and beasts on the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds and the livestock according to their kinds and everything that creeps on the ground according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And we're going to see in just a moment again, it's good for us. That's why they're animals there for our benefit. But we'll, we'll see that in just a moment. All right, Any other questions good. about what that, that part of the, well, that covers just about everything, yep, right? Yep. yep. The yeah. Creepy, the creepy, creepy crawlers and the things yep. on the land. Yep. That, that's about it. Okay. And then, then comes what we've all been waiting for. All right. Uh, verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God made man in his own image in the image of God. He created him. Male and he female, he created right, them. Let's just stop there. So, so one of the really cool things that Luther points out is that uh, there's no discussion before this, right? Uh, God makes birds. Oh, let there be birds. Let there be creepy, crawly things. It just, it just says it and it's done. But now yeah. when it comes to man, let's talk about this a little bit. Yeah, let's sit down and discuss <laughs> yeah. this. Uh, as to say that this was really what the program was about all along. Right, we weren't just making birds and, and, and fish and all that just to be making them plants, you know, just so we could say, hey, look at the pretty plants. No, we were thinking about this is the ultimate uh, completion of our creation, and it requires a little bit of discussion before we do this uh, so that everyone knows what's going on here. We're actually making something far different than any other part of creation because this is the one thing that will bear the image of God, male and female, which I always think is neat too because we argue about how we should talk about God. And I think we need to acknowledge that God does refer to himself as father. He does refer to him as son, but we should not do that in a way to negate the female image either because Jesus says, like a hen gathers her chicks. So I would have gathered you, okay? And there's something about male and female that's necessary for the, the uh, what did it say there, the uh, image of God. Uh, that's all wrapped up in it. So let's quit all of this arguing about who's the, the more important gender. Let's just remember that we're all the creations of God, and that makes us all very, very important. Obviously, we were very important to the Lord. Yeah. Um, so, any question? So what, you're, you're what, taking, yeah. uh, talking to talk, There's a discussion here. So who's yeah. who's doing the talking here? Who's who's talking to who? I thought there's just God there yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So what? Who's 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 talking here? Well, come on. You know you know the answer. <laughs> you know. In fact, you've probably used this in confirmation classes. Well, sure. Yeah. I'm just trying to make it interesting for the listener. <laughs> <laughs> Since we don't have the sound effect anymore, we'll just have to use it ourselves. Well, like you said, let us, let us. Isn't that always striking? Let us, let us, you know, do these things. And yeah. yeah, so there's the Father, there's the Son, the Holy Spirit. And I, I just think they're around. Have you ever planned for a birthday party or something? You know, maybe get together with some friends. You're going to surprise your wife. And, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. Oh, she'll be so excited. And I just see that's what's going on here. God says, oh, man, Adam and Eve, they're just going to be blown away when they see what we've made for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So it's, it's a trinity at work. And the word trinity doesn't come up with this. this us and our image uh certainly boy it's setting the stage for the trinity and for that to be revealed then more in the old testament oh, yeah. and the new testament yeah. yeah yeah see so that's the thing 
God doesn't need to tell us everything. We, we don't know everything yet either, do we? We don't know the day or the hour that he's going to come. We don't really know what heaven's going to be like. We have some pictures, but they're kind of vague. And, and I'm thinking, that's all right. We don't need to know everything. Whatever God, whatever we need to know, he's given us. And we should just be content and, and satisfied with that. In fact, it's always that, oh, man, what was the tree that got him into trouble? The tree of the... Knowledge, knowledge of good yeah. evil man that just struck me see that's the problem when we want to know more than what god has told us that's when we always get into trouble just yeah. be happy with what god because he's told us so many wonderful things in fact i haven't even mastered the things he's told us why would i be worried about the things he hasn't told yeah. us yeah when we get to heaven in the new creation i don't yeah. there's not going to be a tree of the knowledge of good and evil there will right be, yeah we'll, we'll know as we are known and uh, we'll be beautiful passage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful passage. Um, you want to comment on what it means that we're created in the image of God? Sure. Um, I, I think that is uh, another. I th- just in these verses, there's there's a couple different ways in which people are unique, packed in here. Yeah. You mentioned this little discussion, this conversation yeah. that takes place, but here in the image of God too, the, yeah. the uniqueness of male and female, as you pointed out, of people. Uh, the image of God isn't given to the rest of creation, just, nope. just to human beings. And that's not necessarily that, well, uh, human beings look like God, you know, that God looks like us and all that. That's Let's not quite hope it. not. Oh, you that know? would be scary. <laughs> yeah, scary <laughs> There's for this God, old right? guy with a mustache. <laughs> oh. Uh, you know, certainly Jesus takes on, you know, our, our flesh, of course, the incarnation down the road a little ways. But here, no, it's it's just that, yeah, we, we reflect that image of god in that here there, there's perfection yeah. and and they they know god's will and um they adam and eve are not by nature sinful and unclean like we so often confess uh as we in the confession and absolution but they're made in god's image and holy here uh, something that as we'll see is lost right but then one day it would be restored yeah and and i think that's what's what's cool because yeah you know we're not going to deal with this story but we know that this will have a sad ending like you said they'll lose the image of god and i think it's just so neat that god says well okay then i will take up on their image i'll become yeah. like yeah. them so that i can restore them to what my original intent was yep. Yep. restore their dying and resurrection but then restore fully finally then on the last day yep. christ returned Uh, Why don't you read the rest of the verses here so we can get this done in this episode? All right, here we go. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the heavens and over everything that moves on the earth. So, So again, God makes it perfectly clear. Here's why I made all these other creatures there for you. You're the one that's in control. You're the one that's to have dominion over them. And again, sadly reflected in the fact that that doesn't exist anymore. Now, now they come and eat us. Don't don't try to have dominion over the bears out there. I'm telling you, <laughs> you go camping this summer. You leave the bears alone. I, I'll go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, behold, I've given you every plant yielding its seed that is on the face of the earth, every tree with seed that in its fruit you shall have them for food, and to every beast of the earth and every bird of the heavens and everything that creeps on the earth, Everything that has the breath of life in it, I've given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. And, and so I just I, I just love these concluding verses because it emphasizes again, the point of creation was us. Everything God does, he does for us. There is nothing that God creates. Fish, birds, creepy, creepy things that he does not do for us. And that it would be a blessing to us. 
Uh, and I hope people understand that's the same God we have now, only he's got to work with a different world. That's what makes it harder for God now, because it's not the same world he created. It is a world, like you said, corrupted by sin. But trust me, still, everything God does in this world, he does for us. Maybe we'll wrap this up with the first few verses, and then we'll close it for today. Sure. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the hosts in them. And on the seventh day, God rested from his work and all that he had done. He rests on the seventh day from all the work that he has done. So he had blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. And it was very, very good for us. And again, as you pointed out earlier, Matt, God's not so much about a God of works, but a God about our rest in him, in Jesus Christ. There we go. <laughs> I was getting scared <laughs> that closing wasn't played. Uh, so, Matt, what next week? What next week? We're done with creation. What next okay, week? Okay, next week we are going to go to the Gospels. Okay. And we are going to look at a... Uh, we're going to look at someone that, that Jesus draws his disciples' attention to. Okay. Maybe I'll just say that. All right. So we want to draw our listeners' attention to someone that Jesus thought was worth drawing attention to. All right. I hope that makes sense. <laughs>